welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And thank all of you who are listening because we are back with another episode. I am Tyler and I've got Andy and Jamie with me here. How are you both doing, guys? Hey, doing really good. What's up, yeah. Tyler What's and up? Jamie? How's it going? Good. Great seeing you personally, In eye person. to eye. Yeah. It's wonderful, Woo. man. <laughs> Team mm-hmm. player. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a weird like time right now because the stay-at-home order is lifted, yeah. but everything's not back to like to normal, to what it was. So there is kind of this, yeah. you can leave now, but. I, I still, almost every day, I find myself saying, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, it's bizarre. Like, how bizarre <laughs> is this? This is just so unprecedented and so I know. weird and yeah. everything's different. I, I wanted mean, to wake up. Yeah, from this battery. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's it's a it's a way it's a way different twenty twenty than I was planning. Oh yeah, I had a good twenty twenty yeah. planned. Me too. Uh, we were on we were on pace. But, yeah, yeah, but it's you know everybody's affected. You know, I know you used to got a little one at the house. You all are still trying to navigate how to now be a stay at home parent, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. both you and your wife both are working from home. You yeah. know, Jamie, you got two basically teenagers at home I doing know. school. Yep. And yep. I got a young adult and a teenager. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Lot. It's yeah. different. So all you listening right now, listen, we're going to get through this together. Right, yeah, Jamie? Oh, we're yeah. Gonna, better we're days gonna, ahead. Better days ahead. That's we're going right. to get through this. Yep. This is not going to last forever. Nope. <laughs> it's a season. <laughs> the last several weeks, it certainly feels like it. That is for sure. Um, but it's going to be good. We're, we're looking forward to it. And, yeah. you know, like we've been talking about almost every week, we launched 2020 with this whole year transformation idea. <laughs> transformation. So it's your fault. transformation. And we're thinking, yeah, this is going to be a great year of transformation. And we're so excited about it and read the Bible with us, which is great. And we're still doing that. But that word transformation has taken on a whole different meaning right now. Little did we know what that meant. (laughs) Very different, very different. But we're in a sermon series, all year transformation. We're still in it. Um, but it just looks a whole lot different right now than it did before. I love saying this, you know, for us at Crossroads Fellowship, uh, church isn't closed, services aren't canceled. It just looks a whole lot different right now, and that's okay. But we're going to get through it, and it's going to be better than before we started. Better than ever. Yep. And like you were saying, because we're reading through the Bible together, and your messages have been lining up with where we are as a church in our reading, almost every single, not almost every single week, it's been really timely for what we're going through, including a recent sermon from... Yeah. The Book of Ezra. Yeah, I thought you were going to say almost every week oh. it's good. <laughs> oh, almost every week has been good, Andy. <laughs> almost every week has been good. They've almost been good sermons, but... This is Straight Talk with Jamie Buford. Straight Talk. Straight Talk. <laughs> I'll give it to Jamie's you just throwing it straight today. Um, but yes, Ezra chapter 9. Yeah. We preached out of Ezra chapter 9. Ezra uh, has now brought the remnant back to Jerusalem, back to Israel, you know, prior to that, Israel's conquered, divided, northern kingdom, southern kingdom are conquered with the Persians and the Babylonians, taken into captivity. And, uh, you know, God's hand was on them, and God gave them some gracious kings in foreign lands to allow them to go back. So Ezra's now back uh, following Zerubbabel, which by the name, how awesome would that name be if you were called <laughs> Zerubbabel? What would be the nickname of Zerubbabel? What would you, what would, what would, I mean, do you think they actually Zeb? called them Zeb. Zerubbabel? Zebby. Zebby? Zebby. I like it. Yeah. I should have, Zebby came prior to get everything ready. And then Ezra came. Do you think Ezra's short for anything? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. No. So now Ezra's, Ezra Maya. Ezra Maya. <laughs> Ezra Maya. 
<laughs> so, now, so now Ezra's back in Ezra chapter 9. And what he does is he realizes, just real quickly, he realizes how far away from God the people have gotten. He just realizes that, uh, in fact, he, he prays, he fasts, he realizes his heart is torn, he tears his clothes, he comes out in front of all the people, and he basically is acknowledging, God, you have not given us what we deserve because of our sin. I think that's just such a great statement. I hang. I love the fact that God doesn't give me what I deserve. In fact, He gives me He gives me so much grace and mercy. And Ezra makes the statement, basically saying, "God, you've given us this window, this opportunity to make it right, to do something we're we're supposed to do, to get back to the heart of God." And I just can't help but think that that's that's not too far different than what God I think is calling us to do. Could it be that God has given us a window of opportunity right now to get right with Him? Um, you know, and, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist or that God causes all these bad things to happen, but the reality is we're in a pandemic right now. And could it be that God is using this, he's using this mm-hmm. to show us, hey, we got an opportunity to get our lives straight, to get our theology right, to get our sincere hearts right. And I feel that Ezra in front of the people did that. I feel like he pleaded to God. Uh, he fell to his knees. I think I love his posture. So in Ezra 9, it says he falls to his knees, his head is down, his hands are up. What a great posture. And he basically says that our sins are so high that they're over our heads and they're so heavy for us. How, God, can you actually love us still and deal with us still? And again, you see a God of grace and mercy that is willing to work with anybody who turns their hearts back to him. And I think in the Old Testament, God gets a bad rap, right? You look at I mean, think about it. If you think, Jamie, who's the God of the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. Wrath know? and judgment. Yeah, he yeah. sends the flood. He destroys yep. the cities. He's sending plagues, you know, and uh, and he's wiping out nations at times, and he's yep. calling his people to war. And I think so many people have this image of the God of the Old Testament as just this big, vengeful mm-hmm. God. But let's not forget, from Genesis 1 that we've been reading, anytime God's people turn back to God, what did he do? He receives him back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he receives him back. And then he says, Hey, I'm taking you back. Follow my commandments. Yeah. Walk in my statutes. Don't turn to your right or left. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. Let's do this, right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you've then you got the next generation that comes <laughs> around and leaves and comes back and leaves and comes back. But I love Ezra's heart and his prayer. The reason for the title A Great God, because I wanted to talk about a great God who gives great grace, mm-hmm. a great God who gives great forgiveness and great mercy, who has great righteousness, and we have great guilt. And because Mm -hmm. of our great guilt, we can either stay in guilt or we allow God to free us. And my hope is that all of us listening right now would experience a God that is full of grace and full of mercy and uh, full of wonderful things for us ahead. Jamie, you said it earlier, uh, better things are ahead of us. And, uh, And I think, though, how much better are they when we when we really get right with God first? Yeah. You know, just how much things are better. So that, that was the whole thing, and, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a great God. I'm excited about our conversation here in just a little bit as well. Yeah, I am too. Absolutely. We should uh, get to it so we have enough time. We're going to talk to Jeff Beckett, who is the executive director over at New Life Camp. So let's hear a quick word from our sponsor and get to our interview. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. 
It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit C3Advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net. And we are back from the break with our very special guest, Jeff Beckett, who's the executive director for New Life Camp. Jeff, thank you so incredibly much for taking time out of your day to be with us on this program. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad to be able to, to speak to you guys and to speak about camp. Absolutely. Well, listen, we, we love New Life Camp. In fact, our church had our big baptism out there last summer, and it was one of our... In fact, my wife said that was probably the best event we've ever done as a church. We had hundreds of people out there. You, know, you guys were so gracious, let us use that lake and facility. It was beautiful. I haven't been back that in the back, I've always been in the gym part, but never in the back part there. So uh, on behalf of our entire church, thank you for that. And I think we have another one in August uh, coming up that we're looking forward to do as well. Uh, so it's Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful. I, I heard of that. I heard about that event and how neat it was. And we have uh, two or three of those with some of our neighboring churches uh, every fall, it seems like. And th- those are some of the neatest events. So I'm glad you got to enjoy that. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? How long have you been with the camp? A little of your background and uh, your particular role there. I grew up in in Texas and uh, surrendered to the full-time gospel ministry when I was a, a teenager and actually began pastoring uh, churches when, when I was 19 there in Northeast Texas uh, in, in the area of Paris. And I went to Southwestern Seminary, came out of seminary with the desire to be a church planter. So I planted a it was a new plant in Central Texas, and uh, a few years later, went into Dallas with a replant in an inner city uh, church uh, that ha- that was dying. And uh, so that that's where North Carolina comes into the story. I was working in Dallas, Fort Worth, with this replant, and uh, a church in Apex reached out to me and said, "Come and serve us." And I wound up at Salem in Apex, and I had. Uh, I have served at Salem since 1999 wow. until recently, you know, just a few months ago, uh, coming over to New Life Camp to serve here. So that that's kind of in a nutshell, yeah, my ministry journey. So I've I've really been in pastoral ministry as a church planter, uh, and then as as a pastor, uh, almost all of my adult life and career, and really exciting to to make what is at least a modest transition and, uh, and be involved with camp. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, Tyler really peaked up when you said you were from Texas. I did. So, <laughs> Tyler is also from Texas. Were you, yeah, are you we from were, Plano? We Plano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to Plano many times, Tyler. So I'm Paris is home up in the far Northeast corner, but uh, the Metroplex is kind of really second home. It's where mm-hmm. I spent almost, uh, all of my life until we moved to North Carolina. Yeah, awesome. In the Metroplex. Yeah. Do you, do you find the need to always tell people you're from Texas like Tyler does? <laughs> <laughs> Not so well, much anymore. I, don't know start, I remember the first time. start talking barbecue or football uh-huh. or something like that, somehow yeah. Texas keeps coming up. Uh, but yep. uh, I usually can keep my powder dry until those moments. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Tyler's house and went down to his uh, basement and it was just 
everything had a Texas logo on it or the state. It was everything was in the shape of the Texas or yeah, in the in the shape of Texas, like wall wall mounts and picture frames and clocks. And, I mean, just everything was in the shape of the state of Texas. Wow. I, I have a state of Texas flag. It was given to me. Uh, I got to open the uh, the state of the Senate of the state of Texas in uh, in prayer. Um, one Senate session, and they gave me this honorary flag, and I brought it with me to New Life Camps to try and put it up on one of the walls here. <laughs> but there seems to be uh, significant pushback, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we we often push back against Texas. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Jeff, how how has being a pastor uh, and, and a church planner how's that trained you and equipped you to now be an executive director at a camp? Well, first of all. You know, I don't pretend to be anything other than what I am. Um, uh, I have been a pastor all my life and really involved also, of course, with the uh, the overseeing of a really large organization. Salem turned into a pretty uh, large church while I was there. And, and so I got the chance to oversee a pretty vast, multifaceted, multi-programmed kind of entity. And that's, that's really what New Life Camp is. We do so uh, so much programming, and our tentacles reach out in, in a lot of different directions. And so I really get the chance to sort of shepherd a lot of ministries. Um, but really here, I get to focus on something I really love, which is I get to shepherd the, the directors of those ministries. Wonderful. Um, and so I love doing that, getting that chance to, yeah. you know, as your church becomes larger, which I don't have to tell you, you, you always love to pastor your people, but as it becomes larger and larger, more and more, you find yourself pastoring your pastors. Yep. Um, and yeah. so that's uh, that's kind of what I get to do here, too, and I, I really enjoy that. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, the mission is very similar. You know, we exist to, uh, uh, to love, reach out, accept kids where they are, um, introduce them and their families to Christ, and then and then help them live lives that are going to glorify Christ. So that's kind of the mission. That's a very church-like sort right. of mission statement. Uh, so I feel like my mission hasn't really changed that much. My setting has. I, I get to sit among the trees in the lake here. In the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but my mission really doesn't feel like it's changed that much. Yeah, well, that's, that's wonderful. And, and you've been there for just a few months, you said. I've been here five weeks. Oh, five wow. weeks. Well, congratulations <laughs> yeah. and welcome. <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk about starting a new job in the middle of a pandemic. It oh, was, boy. Yeah. Uh, the day after I accepted the job, they announced shutdown. And uh, I thought, what in the world? <laughs> what in the yeah. world has, has, uh, has happened here? But it, it was, uh, you know, I get the chance to sort of help shepherd them through this season. Right. So it, it, that's good. I'm I'm glad to be here. So what does shutdown look like for you all? Is it really completely shut down as far as programming and everything, or is there anything it, happening? It did. We pretty much lost all spring programming uh, and spring programming income. And, oh, goodness, uh, to use a North Carolinian phrase, uh, Tyler, uh, bless their hearts. <laughs> I, feel yeah. For, yeah. I feel for small businesses, camps, uh, restaurants. Oh my goodness. Um, and, uh, you know, I came out of a really stable church whose giving actually increased during shutdown and, 
you know, we could go virtual really easily because we had platforms established, you know, into a place that wasn't, you know, you really can't do much camping wise in shutdown. Right. So, um, but the Lord has been gracious. We use this time to sort of reassess, to plan, to pray, to prepare as if we were going to get to do summer camp just in case. Sure. And sure enough, <laughs> you know, we find ourselves in phase two and camp and day camp are allowed. And and now with uh, with some really stringent protocols, honestly, but uh, we're, we're going to do this and do it right. And we're excited about that. But yeah, shutdown looked really rough for us. I can't deny that. Uh, March, April, May, uh, you know, a quarter of the year, it, it was pretty devastating yeah, but we're not alone in that boat. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole new normal right now that we're all dealing with, and and many many different levels of, you know, church world, uh, secular world, schools. I mean, everything in between is really navigating how to do things a little differently. So, Jeff, what is it about go? What is it about the New Life Camp that drew you there? What what is it? I mean, outside you you shared the you know, the vision and mission, which is great and sounds wonderful, but what is it specifically that just outside of the Lord just calling you there that just really got you excited about going to New Life Camp? Right. And you mentioned that, and you you know better than anyone, um, the statement you just made probably is uh, preeminent. Uh, when you sense that the Lord has called you somewhere you really don't want to be anywhere else. I really believe God has a purpose for everything, a purpose for a pandemic. Everything he he, he purposes and everything he allows, he has a purpose. And, and I do believe he's called me here. But if I were going to analyze it and, and if I were going to guess the ways of God and why, why that's happened, I think it has to do with a variety of things. As a church planter, I think he's always put me in places where I had a chance to kind of uh, like do hard things without, uh, without quitting and falling apart. I I enjoy that kind of, I actually kind of enjoy trying to do hard things for God. And uh, I think he just kind of knew what, what the camp was going to be facing and he put me here so I could maybe help at a time that, that that was needed. I also think like on a really granular level of, like just really getting in the weeds. The camp here has such a history, 70 years of, of really loving kids well. I mean, really loving them well. Um, can't tell you how many people like met their spouses here um, when they were 12 <laughs> as campers <laughs> yeah. and proposed to their, you know, fiance under the, you know, the big magnolia tree over here and I could go on, you know, on and on with stuff like that. There's, there's a real uh, warmth and uh, history here that this is a place where God does special things and he does unique things and he does precious things that last at this place. And I don't, I don't believe God does that because of a place. I think he does that because of people through whom his spirit moves. But uh, I just think it's really cool that this has been a place where that has happened. And, and so I get to walk, walk the earth uh, here for a little while. Yeah. Uh, the gravel and, and the, you know, the grass and it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. So it, it just, it drew me as an opportunity to use some gifts and skills that, that I feel like uh, 
maybe I could I could could offer them. I don't know. Rambling answer. No, that's great. That's wonderful. So seventy years of history. Uh, as you are newly stepping into this role as executive director, all the five weeks of your history there, uh, what's what's uh, what's the future look like for New Life Camp? What is something that has you excited about what's next for New Life Camp or something you all are working towards? Well, perhaps because of how, how strong the camp has been through the years, or, or maybe also partly because of the location here in North Raleigh, we're kind of right in the hub of so many great people and great you know, organizations like you guys and some of your satellite campuses and et cetera, et cetera, right? So many great things. Um, the camp has really seen growth, explosive growth. Within a matter of a couple of days, you know, we'll, we fill up summer camping, all 1,800 spots and immediately wow. have, you know, six to 700 on the wait list. So where the camp is right now is looking for ways to expand so we can really kind of broaden our reach, uh, lessen the wait list. Uh, so right now, just like in really pragmatic terms, we're looking for ways. Uh, we're about to break ground on a giant new dining hall uh, because we outgrew the other one years ago. And uh, uh, coming in after the, on the heels of the dining hall will be a new worship center uh, so that's a big part of what excites me is just from a practical standpoint, seeing all of that happen and then getting to kind of orchestrate that in a way that hopefully uh, really pleases God, glorifies him, uh, unifies camp staff, the community, gets people excited about the mission. Yeah. Uh, so I just think we're staring down the barrel of a lot of change, growth, transition, uh, and I view those kind of challenges as a lot of fun yeah. trying to trying to get them going. Well, that's, that's exciting. And I love to hear that it fills up so quickly. It, it's such a unique piece of property too, because you could drive past it and not realize how much property is back there. I mean, it's right across from a medical center and a Coles and right on the corner of a busy road. And you got such a beautiful piece of property there. So outside of just campers, uh, one final question, and then we'll let you go here. Uh, outside of campers signing up to attend camp, how can people get involved? Are there volunteer roles? Uh, are there ways people can come serve there? So what are a few ways? And then how can they actually get a hold of you all? Absolutely. All right. So there are a lot of ways to connect and serve here. Uh, and it kind of runs the gamut as to what level of involvement you'd like to have. Uh, we have some volunteers uh, who simply we make arrangements with them and they come and clean fallen limbs off of the 80 acre campus. You know, we have a, a, a retired missionary doing that very thing this morning because he loves to be on camp. Mm, wonderful. <laughs> on campgrounds. And uh, so there are things like that, you know, that have just sort of developed through the years. But right now, I would say we're anywhere from five to eight camp counselors short on our staffing this season. So one way that people could get involved is if uh, if there are people out there who are in exceptionally good health over the age of 15 and interested in serving on camp staff for the summer. Uh, we'd love to talk to them. They, they, they would need to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and like I said, good health is, you know, that's one of the things we're dealing with this year is we can't allow any staff that have any right. uh, potential high-risk health situations. And so uh, 
other ways that people can get involved, of course, some of the standard ways with the nonprofit, you can go online at our website at newlifecamp.com. And uh, you can you can support the camp through donations and gifts. Uh, we're trying to gear up with all of the required PPE gear and sanitizing yeah. stuff <laughs> because it's going to be that kind of a summer in some ways. Though we're trying to shelter the kids from a lot of that, it's going to be happening all around them in some ways. Yeah. So uh, that's unavoidable this year. Yeah, wonderful. But, but yeah, those those are some of the ways that people can be involved. Yeah. Uh, uh, in camp, uh, praying for us. Uh, if if you need one more item on your your devotional prayer list, uh, keep camps in mind. Not just us, but all the camps. A lot of camps closed because they didn't want to deal with you know the, right. yep. the stuff. Uh, and I don't blame them. A bit. It's understandable, yeah. completely understandable. Uh, but for the ones who had to close and the ones who are who are slugging it out, you know, with the virus. Uh, just pray for all those camps. We'd appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once again, this is uh, Jeff Beckett with New Life Camp. And for more information, go to newlifecamp.com. Lots of ways to serve, volunteer, and to donate and support financially as well. Uh, Jeff, on behalf of the great state of North Carolina, welcome. <laughs> now, even though you've been here for a long time, I just got to throw that in one more time. Uh, thank you no for worries. leaving. Thank you for leaving Texas and uh, coming to North Carolina. See, we if, love if, North Carolina. It, listen, what if Texas was so good, you all wouldn't leave, but but you're here. So, you we know. Love it. We love it. <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you so much. And uh, on behalf of our church, thank you personally as a pastor of Crossroads. And uh, thank you. We have a lot of kids that go there, and our church uses it. So we really appreciate you and your ministry. And uh, we'll be praying for you as you all navigate through uh, this really unique season and that you will come out stronger than before. So thank you again, Sarah, for your time. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net.